Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolet. I miss a lot of things from my childhood. I guess that's pretty obvious, or I wouldn't be doing this like I do. Reminders of those things that I miss are everywhere. In the video games I play, in the TV shows and movies that I watch. And a lot of those experiences are not necessarily relatable in an obvious way to people now. But some are. One of the things that I really liked when I was a kid was going to see a movie and finding a piece of dialogue, a line, one that me and my friends would latch onto and then would repeat and we would try to get it right. Our ability to do this would vastly improve when VCRs and cable television started showing movies more regularly and we would do this all the time and there were so many great movies that you could quote from. Movies like Caddyshack and the movie I would like to talk about today, Stripes. I don't know what it is about certain movies that have great lines in them. For me, they've always been comedies that I would like to quote. They weren't even often the punchlines of jokes, just sometimes little lines. Like John Candy's throwaway line in Blues Brothers about orange whips. It was as if by speaking these lines, we were replaying the movie when we couldn't watch it. Maybe that's not something you really need to do in today's world where you can just open your phone and replay your favorite scene over and over again. But I'd like to think that this is not a phenomenon that will ever die out. What I would love to see is people seeing some of these old older films that still have some of the funniest lines, and maybe picking up on those, sharing them with their friends, and getting a good laugh about them. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about the 1981 film Stripes. We'll talk about the people in front of and behind the camera, we'll talk about the production, the plot, how well it did, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Stripes is a 1981 comedy directed by Ivan Reitman, and it stars the very famous Bill Murray, as well as Harold Rimus. Also has a great supporting cast, and we'll talk a little bit about them later. Now, as I said, the film was directed by Ivan Reitman, who was born in 1946, Canadian film producer, director, probably best known for his comedy work, and he worked a lot with Bill Murray on films like Meatballs, Ghostbusters, and of course Stripes. He also worked on films like Dave, Twins, Junior, and of course he's well known as the producer of the 1978 cult classic Animal House. Eichmann Reitman directed Meatballs, and as he said in interviews, he was on his way to the premiere of it, and he had this great idea. Now, at this time, the characters of Cheech and Chong, who were best known for stoner humor, were a big hit, and he thought, what if we did Cheech and Chong join the army? He went to Paramount with the idea, and they said, go for it, and he brought on Len Blum and Dan Goldberg to write it. 
I've talked about Blum and Goldberg before, writing partners, worked on such wonderful things as Meatballs, one of my favorite films, Heavy Metal, another film I've covered, Howard Stern's Private Parts, and many other films. Goldberg and Blum started writing the film. They would read it to Reitman over the phone. He would give notes. They pitched the idea to their agent and Cheech and Chong. They thought it was funny, but they wanted creative control. And according to some sources, they wanted a share of Reitman's next couple of films, like a good amount of it, which Reitman rightly identified was not a good deal for him. So he dropped most of the stoner humor, actually put it into one character, and rewrote the film for two other actors, Bill Murray and Harold Rimus. They chose Rymus because they thought if they could get him involved in it, that he could convince Bill Murray, who is known for being sometimes difficult to get involved in a project. And of course, they were right. Production of the film began in January of 1981, started in California in Burbank. Then they would shoot actually at Fort Knox, which is pretty interesting. And then in Louisville, Kentucky. This is one of the earlier films that used what would become known as the Steadicam. Other films that had been using it include Marathon Man and, of course, Rocky with its famous stare scene. And Reitman loved using the Steadicam and used it very liberally in the scenes involving graduation where there was lots of movement. And when you watch it knowing that, you'll see how nice and steady everything is. So a little bit about the plot of the film. If you haven't seen it, this might ruin it for you, so you might want to pause, go watch this, or hopefully this will just sort of give you a little taste and make you want to watch it. The movie is about two friends, John Winger, played by Bill Murray, and Russell Ziski, played by Harold Rimus, and they are down on their luck. Nothing is going well for them. They're supposedly in their late 20s. They decide to join the army. While there, they meet a lot of colorful characters. We'll talk a little bit about the cast of characters later. They also meet two female military police, Louise Cooper and Stella Hansen, played by PJ Souls and Sean Young. They also meet their sergeant, Sergeant First Class Holka, played by Warren Oates. Somehow, these two guys bumble through everything, almost killing Sergeant Holka. They sort of make okay soldiers, but mostly they get by on charisma and Bill Murray's personality, and somehow manage to pass basic training without any training whatsoever. Then they get this plum job guarding this ludicrous EM-50 urban assault vehicle, which was made from 1970s GMC motorhomes, and kind of looks like it. It's silly in a funny way. And then somehow their friends get stuck in Czech Slovakia and they have to rush across the border to save them and almost start a war. They somehow manage to do it and by doing so they become even bigger heroes, get big promotions. So if you are just a giant rebel and don't pay attention to authority, you join the army, get away with anything and you come out a big hero. Lots of medals. That is the moral of the story. After these messages we will return. In today's world, there's not much you can rely on. Everyone said that to get around campus, I should get roller skates. Roller skates? But at Domino's Pizza, we can promise a hot, delicious pizza custom-made for you. We promise free delivery and fast 30-minute service to your door. And when we promise... Domino's Pizza delivers. You know there's so much more to you than anybody knows. In the Army, we do more before 9 a.m. 
than most people do all day. Hey, for a sergeant. Good morning. And now, back to the show. This movie has an amazing cast, especially for 80s comedy. Leading the film, you have Bill Murray as Private John Winger. Murray, one of the more enigmatic figures of modern cinema, I would say, in just that he does what he wants to do. He was born in 1950, probably got his big break when he was on Saturday Night Live, then did movies like Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Ghostbusters, many others, has been nominated for Academy Awards and continues to work today. His buddy, Private Russell Ziski, was played by Harold Rimus. Rimus was born in 1944. Sadly, he passed away in 2014, was a actor, writer, director, probably best known for the role of Egon Spengler in the film Ghostbusters. From what I have heard, the studio didn't really want Rimus to be in the film, but Murray was a rising star, and he didn't want to do the film without Rimus. So it was Rimus or no Murray, and so there was Rimus and Murray. The two MPs in the film, Stella Hansen and Louise Cooper, were played by P.J. Souls and Sean Young. Souls, who wasn't the first choice to play this role, was actually Kim Bassinger, and she wanted way too much money for the role, and Souls got it. She'd actually played a private in the film Private Benjamin in 1980. So just had the same costume from film to film. She's probably best known, though, for her work as Linda in Halloween and as Riff Randall in Rock and Roll High School. Sean Young was born in 1959, probably best known for her role in Wall Street, Dune, and, of course, the 1982 film Blade Runner. Now, to bring some gravitas to this film, they cast Warren Oates as Sergeant First Class Holka. Warren Mercer Oates was born in 1928, passed away in 1982, did a lot of great westerns, including The Wild Bunch and Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Reitman was actually a big fan of westerns, and he thought that by bringing Warren Oates in, that he would help kind of legitimize the film, and he did. Everybody liked hearing his stories about being on the set of movies like The Wild Bunch. Reitman actually thought it would be funny and interesting to try to improv with Oates, and had a bunch of actors sort of attack him and throw him into the mud, and thought there would be something funny there. Unfortunately, Oates chipped one of his teeth and freaked out on Reitman, and Reitman had to do a lot of apologizing, but from what I understand, they eventually got along pretty well. John Candy played Private Dewey Ox, Oxberger. Ox has one of the funnier scenes, and from what I understand, there was a lot of improv in that scene. There's actually a lot of improv in this whole film. The writer Goldberg knew John Candy from Toronto and told Brightman he needed to be in this film. Candy didn't even have to audition. Candy passed away in 1994. Comedian, I've talked about him a lot on this show. Done films like Summer Rental, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Spaceballs. Probably best known, though, or at least one of my favorite roles, was as Del Griffith in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During this film, they actually shot on the base, and people went through basic training. They also had their hair cut at the military barber, and Candy had this wonderful mane of hair and was really upset when they cut it off. My name's Dewey Oxberger. My friends call me Ox. You might have noticed I've uh, got a slight weight problem. No! Yeah, I do. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. Anyway, I went to this doctor, and well, he told me I, I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> I'm basically a shy person. I'm a shy guy, and uh, he suggested taking one of these uh, aggression training courses, you know, these aggressive training courses like AST, those type of things. Anyway, it cost 400 bucks. You know, 400 bucks to join this thing. Well, I, I didn't have the money. 
I thought to myself, join the army. It's free. So I figured, while I'm here, I'll lose a few pounds. And you got, what, a six to eight week training program here? A real tough one? Which is perfect for me. I'm gonna walk out of here a lean, mean, fighting machine. <laughs> Judge Reinhold played Private Elmo Blum, and I want to mention Judge Reinhold mostly because he's kind of the stoner in the film, and a lot of the better stoner jokes were put into his character. And there's not a ton of Reinhold in this film, but it's interesting to see the direction this whole film might have gone, and Reinhold would also work in Beverly Hills Cop, and of course Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, this film had a big cast. Some notable people in it are Dave Thomas and Joe Flaherty of SCTV fame, John Larroquette, Timothy Busfield, Bill Paxton, John Deal, and Lance Legault, and many, many more. The film has a kind of stirring soundtrack, not your normal comedy soundtrack, and had a great person behind it, of course. The music was by Elmer Bernstein. Bernstein was born in 1922. He passed away in 2004. Composer and conductor, worked on films like The Magnificent Seven, The Great Escape, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Ten Commandments, as well as comedies like Airplane and Ghostbusters. He would be nominated for 14 Oscars and would win for his score for the film Thoroughly Modern Millie in 1967. In addition to great music by Bernstein, there was also some fun music in the film, usually performed by folks in the film, including a great performance of Doo-Wah Diddy Diddy by Bill Murray, Harold Rimus, and the rest of the cast, and of course, the Do Ron Ron, performed by Harold Rimus and his somewhat English-speaking class. After these messages, we will return. The name of the game is Connect Four. Gotcha! Four cross! Hmm, one more game. Object, connect four of your checkers in a row while preventing your opponent from doing the same. But look out, your opponent can sneak up on you and win the game. I won. Where? I can't... Here, diagonally. Pretty sneaky, sis. Connect Four, the vertical checkers game from Milton Bradley. I've been driving cattle most of my natural life, and you're telling me I can't handle a stampede? Not this one, Buck. Stampede by Activision for your Atari game system. One of the toughest video games around. Stampede's more than expert roping and riding. It's a test of strategy and skill. Go ahead, you your hands on the Buck, you boys come in now. Oh, Stampede by Activision. And now, back to the show. The film opened on June 26, 1981, and made $6.1 million its opening weekend, which had it come in at number four, would eventually go on to gross $85 million. A lot of great movies were out at the time. The movies that beat it that week include Superman 2, The Cannonball Run, and James Bond's For Your Eyes Only. But other films that were running around the same time include The Great Muppet Caper, Dragon Slayer, Cannonball Run, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. What a great time for movies. The film was even pretty well received at the time. Everybody loved Bill Murray back then, and everyone loves Bill Murray even now. 
If you've seen a lot of Stripes before, but you haven't seen it on DVD, you might want to pick it up because not only does it have small scenes that were deleted, but it also has a seven-minute scene where Winger and Ziski go AWOL after dropping acid, and they join a bunch of paratroopers and land in South America, and then escape death by singing the chorus of the song, Quando, Quando, Quando. They then escape and somehow get back on the plane and go home after that. It is weird, but if you've never seen the scene before and you may have heard about it, you should really check it out. It's great. I have a lot of favorite films. Some of them are science fiction, action, adventure, older films, dramas, but comedies hold a very special place in my heart. I would rewatch comedies over and over, and often it was probably just so that I could memorize the lines in it, so that I could go to my friends and say this or that and maybe get a laugh from them. But I don't do that anymore, and yet I still find myself at least once a year turning on these films. And that's because they're more than just lines. They are classics. Would I call Stripes a masterpiece? Maybe not compared to other films. But in its genre, the sort of screwball comedy, it's really high up there. So if you want a good laugh, maybe you've seen the film before, maybe you haven't. Why not pick up Stripes this weekend? And who knows, maybe you'll hear a line or two that you'll want to share with your friends. Come on, it's Czechoslovakia. We zip in, we pick them up, we zip right out again. We're not going to Moscow. It's Czechoslovakia. It's like going into Wisconsin. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. not the podcasting so much. I just wish I hadn't drunk all that cough syrup this morning. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.